as pharmacists, we're seen as leaders in the community. So we really should be committed to being involved in serving others around us in and out of the pharmacy. And, you know, looking at serving our profession. So being a member of a national or state pharmacy association is great, but you don't really get to meet people or make an impact unless you're volunteering to serve on committees. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. If you or someone you know or love is looking for medical advice, what do you often hear when you talk to anyone? You ask a question, but they're not sure. What advice do they often give? Quite simply, it's talk to your pharmacist. And that's why I'm so honored to bring to you guys the host and founder of Talk to Your Pharmacist, Dr. Hillary Blackburn, who is a clinical pharmacist who's been practicing for the past seven years in a variety of healthcare settings. Dr. Blackburn is the Director of Pharmaceutical Services at the Dispensary of Hope, creator and host of the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, and the founder CEO of the Natural Products Resource Center, NPRC. As the Director of Pharmaceutical Services at Dispensary of Hope, Hillary provides consulting to pharmacies and clinics across the country on methods in establishing successful medication access programs. She is the founder of Pharmacy Advisory Group, which provides pharmacy expertise in consulting and education. Her popular podcast, Talk to Your Pharmacist, promotes pharmacy current trends. Hillary is a graduate of the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy and completed a PGY-1 pharmacy practice residency at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. She is a clinically trained pharmacist with experience in healthcare strategy, business development, and formulary management, and is licensed as a pharmacist in 11 states. Hillary is passionate about promoting the pharmacy profession and delivering expert patient care, which is why I am so excited to introduce her to you guys. Hillary, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Well, thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure to join you today. Well, it's really great to be back uh, meeting you in person. Again, the wonderful world of social media, uh, we linked up, uh, I guess it was a few months back, seeing that, as you guys heard in her intro, just how passionate of a pharmacist that she is, looking to lead not just the profession, but patient care overall. Uh, So I was in uh, Nashville last month and uh, reached out and Hillary was gracious enough to meet up with me and we just had some great conversation, you know, putting a face to the social media face and just making it real. So so it was really great to meet you, meet you. And, and what better way to share that than with podcasting world? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks uh, for connecting and excited to talk some more today. 
Absolutely. So with all that I read, you have an amazing repertoire of skills and passions. Um, so with that, what kinds of skills or strengths do you attribute to your success as a pharmacist? You know, uh, I do have a lot of passions, and I would say that there are three main strengths uh, that I would say have really attributed to the success of where I am today. So first, uh, the ability to work collaboratively. So I've always been part of teams from athletic teams um, and have always interacted well with others. At Dispensary of Hope, I support all of our departments so that we're able to work together closely. Um, Second, I would say that taking opportunities. So back to Dispensary of Hope, uh, the role of Director of Pharmaceutical Services was a completely new position. And I have been able to build and create my role here. Uh, And then third, uh, creating win-win opportunities. So the ability to make connections with others and find ways that can mutually help one another, that uh, you'll probably remember if anyone has read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that win-win is definitely one of those uh, effective habits. And I feel like that is, is certainly one of my strengths. But, you know, not only will knowing your strengths help when you're preparing for interviews, of course, I'm sure that's top of mind for a lot of people right now. but Focusing on your strengths versus your weaknesses um, is where you can really make the biggest impact. And so actually, our organization, Dispensary of Hope, had all of our employees take the Strength Finders test, which is a book uh, and an online test and is something that I highly encourage anyone to do, regardless of if it is available to your organization or not. But um, it just can help confirm who... Hopefully, you already know who you are. For me, uh, my strengths were achiever, maximizer, learner, individualist, and competitive. And as a type A, which most pharmacists are, achiever, you know, was a natural top strength. And what's cool about the Strength Finders book is that it actually describes in more detail how to capitalize on those strengths. And if there are other strengths um, that other people might have that work well with yours. Um, So it's really helpful in team-based work. And learning how to work well with others is a critical skill in succeeding in life. And as, you know, Adam, you've mentioned, uh, self-awareness is so important. So additional personality tests such as, you know, the Myers-Briggs or Enneagram are also some really great ways to uh, become more self-aware and to really hone in on your strengths. I love that. And you talk about creating that that win-win and having that self-awareness of yourself, of what your strengths and abilities are, and then leveraging those strengths to connect with others so that it is that win-win situation, I think is so important. Um, diving deeper, that whole thing of emotional intelligence, of really impacting and, and communicating with people on that level. And you can't do that effectively if you don't have that that self-awareness, which that sounds like a really interesting resource that, that you mentioned. Is that online or a print book or tell us about that? The Strength Finders? Yes. Yes. It is a book and it describes 
all of there's probably at least 50 or 100 different strengths uh, that are defined in there. And there is a code that will allow you to take an online test. And there's probably about 150 questions uh, that will help give you this report. And I'm not sure if it may change, you know, depending on if you take it now versus five to 10 years later. But we recently did that as an organization and it's been really powerful and helping us with doing some of our, our team-based work, which is so important to the work we do at Dispensary of Hope. That does sound really, really impactful. So guys, I will have a link to that book in the show notes. So if you're interested in that for yourself or your organization, definitely check that out so you can get started. Um, Hillary, looking at your experiences in all the different niches in pharmacy and, and what you do with giving and serving and, and collaborating with others, um, I'm sure you've had some really big uh, learning moments through those times of you know really good lessons that you have found to be valuable for not only how to conduct your own life, but also helping others in taking theirs to the next level. Um, so are there any that you found along your journey that really stood out that you wanted to share, uh, like lessons you've learned that you think others would benefit from? Absolutely. So I think that, you know, most pharmacists go into pharmacy because they want to help others. And, uh, you know, so I would say the first thing is to really focus on remembering uh, that serving others and being involved. So during my childhood, I always knew that I wanted to follow in my parents' footsteps and find a profession where I could serve others. And a career in pharmacy has really helped me to reach that goal. They also instilled in me the importance of being involved in our community. Uh, So growing up with that type of foundation has been really helpful. My husband, Chad, and I are very involved in the Nashville community through volunteering. I serve on the Nashville Ballet Young Professional Board, as well as am a junior league member. We also enjoy spending time at church and with friends and family. Um, And being a volunteer is actually what led to my current role at Dispensary of Hope. Um, So uh, just a little bit about that. So I had been in Nashville uh, for just over a year and heard some patients talking about uh, Dispensary of Hope and getting medicine through that. I had never heard of, of that. And as I learned more, reached out to volunteer and um, they were needing expertise in developing their formulary. So I served in a volunteer capacity to develop Dispensary of Hope's formulary before joining full-time in November of 2015. So that just goes to show you that the importance of volunteering uh, can sometimes lead to some really unique opportunities. So that's certainly serving others and being involved there. So, you know, and as pharmacists, we're seen as leaders in the community. So we really should be committed to being involved in serving others around us in and out of the pharmacy. And, you know, looking at serving our profession. So being a member of a national or state pharmacy association is great, but you don't really get to meet people or make an impact unless you're volunteering to serve on committees. So currently, I serve on committees for the Tennessee Pharmacist Association's Legislative and Policy Committee, as well as 
APHA's newest special interest group or SIG, Care for the Underserved. Um, I'm also serving on the Dean's External Advisory Committee at Belmont University College of Pharmacy. So throughout all of this time, I've always tried to follow Luke 1248, which is from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Um, so I believe that, you know, we really must use our God-given talents to His glory and to give back to help others. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Yes. Secondly, I would say um, a big lesson that I've learned along the way is how important it is to build your network. So they always say pharmacy is a small world. And I didn't really realize that while I was in pharmacy school. So I, you know, was very involved in pharmacy school, but I still had other social things and and didn't really know the longevity uh, of, you know, how important those relationships would be. So being intentional with building and maintaining relationships is so important. Not being afraid to go up and talk to people that you admire. So, you know, if you're at a conference or something, what's the worst that could happen if you approach that person? You know, go up to them. If you've heard a great presentation or you know that you want to meet someone and they're on a panel, go up and try to talk with them after their presentation. Just make it genuine and don't give off that feeling that you only want something in return. Um, so most importantly, find what works for you to connect with others. You know, as I mentioned, attending conferences and face-to-face meetings is great and serving on committees with others is very effective, but you've got to put in the work and effort oftentimes for a while without getting anything or expecting anything in return. So, you know, I never knew that I would have a position at Dispensary of Hope when I offered to volunteer. Um, But because of my service to them and developing those relationships and being a good uh, volunteer, it's led to many, many more things and has just really opened up my career to a lot of possibilities and to be able to help so many others. So also, you know, there's an awesome age of uh, social media with you've got thought leaders on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So it's not only a way to keep up to date, but also to make some meaningful connections. Um, I've I, you know really enjoyed following the Fit Pharmacist through social media, and you know a lot of these connections have often turned into guests on my podcast or are now even serving on Dispensary of Hope's volunteer advisory panel that we have. I guess third, I would say, is to create a positive mindset and set your goals. And this principle is probably, you know, one of the things that you need to think through first. Um, Developing a success mindset is really important. There are several books that can help you with this. You know, a personal favorite of mine um, is Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He teaches principles that anyone can implement for personal growth. And, you know, I received this as a resident, but at that point in my life, I was really burned out on reading. And it wasn't until years later and and being at Dispensary of Hope for a few months that I was felt inspired to read it. And it has been a game changer. We even read this as a book club at Dispensary of Hope. And there were several employees who stuck with it 
And I think really we're able to get some good takeaways with it. And, you know, there were a few that that didn't quite get it. Um, and if it doesn't quite sink in, you know, this is a really great book to reread every few years because as the book explains, it really takes practice to become a habit. Um, yes. Another great book that is focused on mindset that I've enjoyed is Designing Your Life, um, How to Build a Well-Lift, Joyful Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And it, it emphasizes the connection between who you are, what you believe, and what you are doing. Um, so it's really important that your work life and life view are in harmony. And so in order to find your passion, uh, you need to be thinking about what brings you energy or where are you in your flow. So designing your life really means to think like an architect to create the life that you want. And you can do this by envisioning three different scenarios of what your future five years might look like. And having that right mindset enables us to choose how we experience the world. And if you practice how you respond, then you'll respond appropriately when it happens for real. Um, there's a couple other things like setting goals. I haven't kind of talked on that yet, but that's always been a really important um, piece of my life. For example, when I set a goal and commit to something, I am going to follow through and do it. For instance, I had a pharmacy classmate who really wanted to do a half marathon. Well, I'd never done one. So I said, well, sure, I'll do it with you. Well, even though, you know, she backed out, I stuck with it. And through the team and training program that supports the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, that is a great opportunity for you to have a team who are also committed to running the race, but you're committing to run and fundraise. So, um, you know, I did this through a letter writing campaign. And so everyone knew I was running in this race. Uh, so you've got a little bit of that accountability. Um, and it was such a great experience. And I've run, you know, another half marathon and, and become really into triathlons now because I enjoy getting to switch up those sports. But, you know, committing to a goal and setting those goals and having the right mindset is really important. Um, the last lesson that I would say um, is, you know, the love of learning. Um, being a learner is one of my strengths. And, you know, that is good because we've all got to commit to that lifelong learning. So I remember, you know, that feeling in pharmacy school of being overwhelmed and you don't feel like you have as much time to read nonfiction books or work on any other skills other than some of those immediate goals of passing a test. But there are always going to be new drugs that are being developed and changes happening in healthcare. I think change is happening at a increasing rate. Um, oh, yeah. And so it's just so imperative to stay up to date on this. And not only just within our lane of pharmacy, but being aware of the changes that are happening in the broader healthcare space. So I get email updates from sources like Becker's Healthcare Review, Modern Healthcare, um, the advisory board company does an excellent daily briefing, and those all help to keep me abreast of what's happening outside of the pharmacy field. 
Um, staying on top of pharmacy-related news is certainly uh, important as well. APHA has an excellent daily briefing um, where you can quickly skim the most important articles to you. And podcasts, of course, are a great way to stay up to date. So Pharmacy School does a really great job of teaching us how to learn, and we need to use that how to learn to fulfill our pharmacist oath that we pledge to commit to a lifelong learning approach to provide the best care to our patients. Absolutely. That's definitely part of the job description. As you guys know, like how many drugs are taken away, recalled, uh, you know, released new generics in one day, and then compound that weeks, months, and that's just the medications. Then you've got policy, and then you've got the, the global economy and how all that's shifting. Just look at Amazon, just when news leaked of when they were, you know, getting licenses in states, like how that ripple effect just changed the industry overnight, and it's still going. Um, so it, it's it's exciting because change is inevitable as it's allied with time. So a lot of people might think that that's scary because they don't know, but it's exciting if you look at it that way because there's so much opportunity that can come with that, um, which actually leads me to my next question. Whenever I met with you in Nashville, that was one of the first questions because I, I looked you up with your bio and all the awesome things that you're doing. And one of the things that really stuck out to me is this dispensary of hope. That just sounds awesome. And then reading more about, you know, how that works and the roles that you have with that in providing this amazing service to the underserved, like you had said, uh, one of the organizations I was really involved in was SNAFA, which, and that's their whole platform uh, when I was a pharmacy student. So I definitely resonated with that. So you had talked about briefly that you, you know, looked at the whole impact that volunteering had with getting started with Dispensary of Hope, but then the whole job change with becoming full-time with that. Um, so if you just want to share a little bit about, uh, again, more in-depth with how that process went of you know just volunteering and then the opportunities that that led, because I think that ties really well into your goal setting uh, that you described with your marathon, just that concept of sticking to it and following through and then when you get that, you don't just accomplish your goal, but that affords so many other opportunities to go in different directions related to the accomplishment of that and the learning that you did along the way. Yeah, sure. So my current role is the Director of Pharmaceutical Services at Dispensary of Hope, which is a charitable medication distributor. And it is the nation's leading charitable medication distributor. So since 2012, Dispensary of Hope has assembled a collaborative of most of the largest drug manufacturers in the generic pharmaceutical space and most of the largest health systems who are all serving the uninsured. And the work of Dispensary of Hope is to acquire donated medication in large volume from the pharmaceutical donors and then in turn distribute that to communities across the U.S. Um, so the donated inventory is stocked in free clinics, FQHCs, charitable pharmacies, and health system outpatient pharmacies, where it's provided in a consistent fashion to the safety net population. We've seen significant growth over the past few years and, you know, we're counting many large health systems as partners, many of which are utilizing Dispensary of Hope as part of their population health strategies. 
We have over 160 medication access dispensing sites across the U.S. in, I believe, 33 states now that are all working for this common goal. And we provide this service in partnership with over 26 pharmaceutical manufacturers. So over the next 10 years, Dispensary of Hope will grow to serve all 50 states and one over a million of our nation's most vulnerable uninsured patients. So it's really been neat to be able to be at such a unique organization. And I've been able to mold my position. Um, So as you mentioned, I'm responsible for providing clinical pharmacist expertise to support the organization and our network of pharmacies and charitable clinics. So I provide any consulting with pharmacy leaders across the country and sharing expertise on how to establish affordable medication access programs for their low-income patients. Um, So some of that involves strategy development for identifying and implementing programs to address gaps in pharmaceutical care um, through inclusion of Dispensary of Hope programs. Um, You know, there are several other programs. 340B, I actually interned at HRSA's Office of Pharmacy Affairs for two summers while I was still in pharmacy school and was exposed to the safety net then and have still had that passion um, for the underserved from having that exposure early on. So in addition, I also lead our research and formulary development and create tools for successful program utilization by our pharmacies and clinics and um, have actually maintained and developed several strategic partnerships with external organizations, including the advisory board company who contributed a white paper for us, all in gratis. So it was really a tremendous amount of research that um, is very helpful in helping pharmacy directors determine the ROI and how to implement one of these programs. Also partnerships with all of the schools of pharmacy here in the Nashville area. And we have a new partnership with my alma mater, uh, University of Mississippi. They have the third school of population health in the country, and they are committed to being a research partner for ours. So it's really been fun to just be able to use all of the skills that I've learned throughout my career as a pharmacist, whether it's been in the independent pharmacy setting hospital and ambulatory care, uh, working for a health plan and specialty mail order pharmacy. So all of those skills have been just a really wonderful fit and where I am now at Dispensary of Hope. Well, that's just truly amazing because what I like too with that is all of the tips and recommendations that you've provided through this podcast are really embodied in in that whole mission at Dispensary of Hope, uh, looking at you know serving others and being involved, building your network, uh, having that positive mindset to set your goals and follow through, and then having that that love to learn and just innovate and grow. You've embodied all of that with this awesome opportunity uh, and organization with such a tremendous initiative with Dispensary of Hope. So that's just kudos to you. Like that's outstanding. Um, for people who are looking to learn more about that, uh, or they have patients that are looking for assistance regarding to the services 
that you provide, where can people best go to learn more about Dispensary of Hope and the services that it provides to the underserved populations? We have a website, www.dispensaryofhope.org, and you can actually uh, download the white paper from the advisory board company on there and request a call. Uh, My contact information is on there on our team, Hillary Blackburn. And we are also attending conferences. So be on the lookout because you can also connect with us face-to-face at one of those conferences. Love it. Get out there, guys. Network, build that, meet people, get out there and just, you know, have fun. Every like Hillary said, there's nothing bad that can happen. Like just go up to someone that you have interest in or just, you know, oh, I don't know what that's about. Like, what's the Spencer of Hope? Let's talk to your pharmacist. Let's go check this out. Just, you know, go up, introduce yourself, warm smile, and you never know what can happen from that. Only good things, only good things. So that's the challenge is is get out there and just make more connections, grow your network because it's just tremendous what can happen. And Hillary is a great example of that through her career, all the opportunities that she's taken initiative to follow through with, with her goal pursuit. I don't have time to work out. Eating healthy is not possible as a pharmacist. There's so many things to juggle. I just feel so stressed out. I can barely even keep it together. Guys, if this is you, I totally understand. I have been practicing pharmacist full-time for over seven years. I've been through the hurdles, living through the trenches, and through my time with that, have developed simple solutions to help empower you to not only fit in fitness, but nail your nutrition and master your mindset, empowering you to lead by example through living a healthy lifestyle. I put all these solutions in an easy-to-read, applicable, and simple guide for you to read in my new book, RxU. The Pharmacist's Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. If you haven't gotten your copy, check the show notes for a link so that you can get yours today and get started to dispense your full potential. Hillary, where are the best places on social for people to connect with you, learn more about what you're doing, and reach out so that they can network with you? Yeah, absolutely. We have a Facebook page and Instagram account as Talk to Your Pharmacist. We even just launched some t-shirts and mugs, which is kind of fun um, to support the podcast. You can also find me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Very active on LinkedIn is Hillary Blackburn. So those are always also have a website, uh, www.pharmacyadvisory.com. The podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We're also checking into iHeartRadio and some of the other formats for that. I love it, guys. All those resources are simple ways that you can get started to grow your network. Take all the advice that Hillary just dispensed to you put it into practice and learn and love to do so. So with that being said, Hillary, I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for your time on the podcast and for all the amazing work, sacrifice, hard work that you've been putting in, not just for Dispensary of Hope, but for the profession overall to really advance us, bring us together and really make that a mission to get to the root of serving, connecting, and giving on a deeper level. So thank you for all that you do for our profession. Well, thank you, Adam. It was a pleasure to be a guest with you. It was an honor to have you on. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Podcast, signing off with Dr. Hillary Blackburn. 
Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. All right, Fit Farm fam. Until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 